Welcome to the Modern Miss Mason podcast. I'm your host, Leah Bowden, and over here we learn from, celebrate and lean into the teachings of educator Charlotte Mason, whilst focusing on how they truly impact a 21st century expression of childhood, motherhood and education. Welcome back to another Modern Miss Mason podcast. I hope you are doing well. I am really loving spring so far. It has been quite wet and windy, but I am an absolute 100% spring person. The light and the growth and then birds coming back from afar and all the firsts of spring bring me the greatest delight, as I'm sure they do you. And it it really helps me to understand and to realise why within the Charlotte Mason programmes and the children she taught and the training she gave, she encouraged children to keep a calendar of firsts. And we have done that sporadically over the years amongst all our different forms of nature journaling and remembering um but at the moment my daily walk i have a morning walk on my own well with my dog and i try and do one to two miles in our local park and you've heard me talk about that before and at the moment there are just so many things happening The birds are incredibly busy and vocal. The trees are coming back to life. Everything, even the the young nettles are springing up around the river. And I can see the beginnings of cow parsley. The leaves are coming up. I just know what is about to happen. And there is this amazing sense of expectation that is what is just around the corner. And and it all happens really quickly. So Sienna and I were sat in, our, in the library in the schoolroom today and I could see pigeons repeatedly flying overhead, carrying twigs in their mouths, just kind of back and forth, back and forth, nest building. They're, everybody's kind of hanging out in pairs, the squirrels, the, the birds, and it's just wonderful. So today I want to talk about nature study. I think it's the right time to gear up for this next season of paying attention, observing the world around you and really enjoying the changes, enjoying the world springing back into life, back into action. So before I dive into the depths of what I want to say today, I just wanted to play for you a little of what I heard on my walk this morning. Isn't that just beautiful? I stood in this particular tops of trees for a while because there's a whole group of trees quite clustered together and there's a little uh, kind of small patch of water, a pond of some kind um, 
which I guess the birds like because of the water being there and there's a little bit of frog spawn in the water. We have wild irises that come up from that water. And as I stood under those trees, the the intensity of birdsong was, was louder than anywhere else. So I thought, right, I shall record this for my podcast listeners. And as I was stood there, so you can hear the chiff chaff. Now the chiff chaff is the first sound, um, I think the first sound you can hear if you want to listen to it again. And the chiff chaff comes back in, back to England from warmer climates at the end of March. And I heard them for the first time this week in the park. I was so excited uh, for their return. So I could hear the chiff chaff. I think you can hear a great tit in there, possibly a robin. And then very faintly, you can hear the great spotted woodpecker. So as I was stood under these trees, I could hear the hammering of the great spotted woodpecker. I looked up and he was right there. Was she? I'm, I can't remember the difference right now, but, and it was just amazing. And as usual, you know, I tried to capture this image with my phone camera. I didn't have my proper camera on me and it just didn't do it any justice, justice at all. I had to rely on my eyes and my mind gallery. Take a picture with your eyes, I say to my children all the time and have done for many years. And I had to do that, this image of watching this fantastic, beautiful, great spotted woodpecker hammering away, standing uh, just perched on the side of a tree. And as I was watching him, we'll call him him for now, I could hear the laughing, cackling sound of the green woodpecker, uh, which was obviously very close to me, but I couldn't see him at all. I never can. I hear him all the time in the park and I couldn't couldn't see him. But it was just a delight. I hope that you have experienced awe and wonder in nature like that. And that is exactly what Charlotte Mason wanted our children and as mothers as we go out to play. She wanted us to encounter this connection, this delight, this beauty that you cannot experience anywhere else in any other way. You could read nature books, you could watch nature documentaries, you could uh, read all the kind of beautiful old nature journals, but standing beneath the trees, observing a woodpecker, looking at the frog spawn, smelling the blossom, the morning air, there is nothing like it. And then I wanted to record it. My natural, I guess, after years and years of living um, in this way, and even in my childhood, in the, the backgrounds and the bowels of my childhood, um, I wasn't taught about nature study, but we were taught to, to completely immerse ourselves in in nature when we were there. So we'd walk through the Stony Cliff Woods, these ancient woodlands near the village where I grew up. And I do talk about this in the Modern Miss Mason book in chapter seven, if you um, have it at hand, chapter seven, Explorers of Nature Study. It's full of stories of my childhood and, you know, and also with my children of what nature study and what nature study, nature journaling, nature remembering looks like. And it was interesting this morning because I immediately wanted to write it down, to mark it down somewhere. I wanted to, for the past couple of weeks, I've wanted to express these first observations of spring because I was so incredibly excited about them. So I hope that you are experiencing spring in the same way. And I hope that it is bringing you delight. And I'd love to hear about that. 
I'd love for you to tell me um, email, message me, come over and tell me what are you spotting? What are you seeing? And how is it bringing you delight? Obviously, on a Wednesday, I am adding to your uh, rhythm of beauty and words that that tie in so well with our nature study by reading a Wordsworth poem every Wednesday. So Wordsworth on Wednesday, if you haven't engaged with it yet, that yet, look on the podcast feed and you'll be able to listen two, three minutes of your life at max. And that will add into the depths of your nature study. So here are a few tips today, really, on how nature study, you don't need to overthink it. Um, it you don't have to buy a curriculum or um, you can do if you want to help you. In fact, if you are going to do that, go over and buy Exploring Nature with Children. I shall put the link in the show notes. But that to me, what Lynn has created, um, it has tried and tested over many years by thousands of people, is really how she has created something that walks alongside your own journey of home education and your own journey of nature study. And she makes suggestions and seasonal suggestions. In fact, if you go on the website, you can download like a free sample so you can get an idea of what that looks like. But if you do want someone to walk alongside you to open up that door of nature study, Lynn's um, curriculum is fantastic. It is my favorite one. So Charlotte Mason said this, we are we were all meant to be naturalists, each in his degree. And it is inexcusable to live in a world so full of the marvels of plant and animal life and to care for none of these things. Isn't that amazing? We are all meant to be naturalists, all different levels, all different degrees, all different expressions of what that looks like but we were all created to engage with the natural world around us so in its simplest form what does that look like I'm going to give you three top tips to in its simplest form engage with nature and start a rhythm of nature observation in your homeschool maybe you've been homeschooling for years and you're thinking yep this is something i have dropped the ball on and even if your children are older and you're listening to this and you've got teenage or adult kids you can do this for yourself so much of what i do in the mornings is very much my own personal nature engagement it's a it's a walk it's, it's exercise it is good uh, for me, but it's also my point of connection with the world around me. So you can use these three tips either for yourself or get back on the ball with nature study or begin with nature study. So the first one, tip number, number one, is just get outside as much as possible. In volume one of Charlotte Mason's books, Home Education, she recommends hours and hours and hours of time outside. Now, so many of us in the 21st century, are we, we read that, and we think, how on earth do you do that as well as cooking and cleaning and getting all the other subjects done with different ages of children? And I get it. And what we have to do with any advice like that is we have to find what is the truth? What is the nugget of truth that is woven throughout that message? And so I've always read that as 
get outside as much as possible. And when you read more about that, you'll see why she says that, you know, children need to connect with the outside world. It's good for them, mind, body and soul. Um, so get outside as much as possible. Now, that really does look different, doesn't it? No matter depending on where you live, you might be in an apartment in a city. And that is a lot more work for me right now. I step outside my front door and I can walk into the park. I didn't raise my older children in a place like this. We had to intentionally travel to get to a green space to be in that. But we did it. So he, here is the message that is woven throughout that uh, that work is is get outside as much as you possibly can. And if you can't physically get outside, maybe the winters are crazy and long then stand by a window, look out into the sky, look at the window box hanging from your apartment window, look at the changes in the stars and the moon and the sun and the clouds, but engage with the outside world as much as you can within your the limit that you can, within the climate that you're in and the stage that your children are at. Um, so that is tip number one, get outside as much as possible and engage with the outdoors as much as you possibly can can. Number two is find a way of remembering and marking what you see. Now, I think it's great now. We've got apps. We have uh, fantastic cameras on our phones. And um, I won't remember when I was had young children and I started to do things like take my uh, sketchbooks and pens and paints out into the park with us and we try and do our nature drawing while sat around by a river which all sounds very lovely doesn't it but as you can expect these things ended up in tears <laughs> the, the sketch pads, pads would end up on the floor they'd have mud all over them we'd lose things they'd be covered think drinks would get spilled and it just you know we had probably a handful of successful picnics where we were sat in the grass in the English sunshine sketching a tree but it was a handful in the almost two decades of of well over two decades of being a parent but many years of being a home educator so if you can do that if your kids love to do that and you do then go for it but what i would recommend is taking photographs as much as possible and then when you get home you can then identify and do whatever you want with them so take a picture write down some notes you know take a little notebook if you want jot down some things yourself maybe even jot down what the children are observing have that in your back pocket just capture somehow you know what is going on maybe just jot down what the temperature is jot down what the children are noticing jot down what the weather's like all those kind of things and if you see specific birds plants trees flowers try and take a picture and then you can enjoy the walk be together enjoy that time without all the fuss and the stress and then the third thing then is to record. So you are rambling out in the outdoors, you are remembering to mark what you have seen, and then you are recording 
what you have seen. So this is where you would jump into the where Charlotte Mason talks about nature journaling. And nature journaling is a form of narration. It's a form of remembering. It's a form of marking onto our minds, into our mind galleries, what we've seen and engaged with. So your classic beautiful nature journals would be sketches and and um line drawings and watercolors and brush drawing and guys you can google all that and you can go down that can you can open that can of worms you can go down that rabbit hole as much as you want but here i am trying to simplify things for us so the remembering so we're rambling we're recording uh, sorry we're we're um we're remembering no start from the beginning Leah we're rambling we're remembering and we are recording and the recording bit can look so creative so as I've just said you can do the classic nature journaling and I've done that too we've done that and some children responded well to that some didn't I'm not um uh the best of I'm not the most confident of draw drawers or or sketchers or even painters really but I do enjoy sitting with my children I always enjoyed that and having a go Um, so here are a few things just to remember is uh, my advice is always don't sweat the sketch I mean have a go do some drawing lessons absolutely try and teach your children to grow in confidence with their drawing but if there are tears if there's stress every time you do it then Let's remove those barriers and let's create some connections. And so here are a few things that you can do. You can take photographs, print off the photographs, even print them off in black and white, um, print them quite small. And you can stick those in the journals. Children can paint over the top of those. They can draw around them to remember the shape. They can find out the Latin name and label what they found. They can still engage and record without the stress of having to draw this whole thing from scratch. Another thing you can do is use tracing paper or carbon paper. And this is a way, sometimes what I would do, either print off a picture that you've taken, find what you found in a field guide or a nature book, and children can uh, trace over the shape So their mind is still going over the lines of that particular bird or plant. And then again, you can put that into a nature journal. And then a really simple thing that you can do is by using something like an an app. um, uh, I'm trying to think of the one that I use. I'll, I'll have to put it in the notes. But, you know, do identify what you found with an app. And you might want to keep a photo journal. So you've got photographs that you can then label, find out the Latin name, find out the English name, and you can pull these photographs together. Now, there was a time when we did this and I print, I had them all set up on Snapfish or something like that, and you could print your own nature journal book with photographs, with comments, with what you've seen. I mean, can you imagine that? And if you've done that, please let me know. I'd love to see that. I've never done a book, but I have done Polaroid style photos with labels on them that that the the company printed for me. And I would peg those up in our homeschool room so the children could see what they've seen and what its name is. So there's just a few simple ways that you can record. So remember the the three tips, 
and the three steps are we're rambling we're actually getting outside getting into nature or engaging with the great outdoors as much as you can in the season and climate that you are in then we are um, we are remembering. So how will you remember what you have seen, what you have experienced, what you have smelled? Take a little notebook, jot those things down, take some photographs and then enjoy your time with your children. And then you get home either immediately or sometime in that week, however it looks for your family. Sometimes I would have Fridays as kind of nature journaling day. And then your last thing is to record. You're recalling what you've remembered and recording it in some way shape or form and those three simple steps will help you engage with nature will help you grow together in confidence in observation paying attention and learning what way works best for you to capture what you're seeing and, and to keep it and look at it in the future and the amazing thing one great tip I have if you can walk in the same place on a regular basis so that you see all the seasons even over a few years if you can so you can begin to know what to expect what to say hello to and what to name when you walk past it. Well, I hope that was helpful and I hope this gives you a bit of a boost as you step into the spring season and ramp up your nature study again or maybe start it all over. So as I said, if you have got a copy of Modern Miss Mason, you can read all about explorers of nature study in chapter seven of the book. So I hope that chapter is helpful and I hope this has been helpful too. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Before I leave you for the weekend, I just want to remind you about The Collective. The Collective is the Modern Miss Mason Members Forum, where I have brought everything I do under one roof, my courses, my workshops, and a members community page. So The Collective community is a live page where we hang out and chat and connect on there and every single week there's something going on that is live so tonight uh, we've got workshops i do a group coaching session we have a book club and we have a digital co-creating space where people come and hang out for an hour hour and a half bring their writing projects bring their journals bring their commonplace books and so every single week there's something going on and then you also get full access to the charlotte mason unbox course and all the workshops that I have ever done. It is £4.99, £4.99 a month. You can cancel at any time. You can also sign up for six months or a year, so there's a cheaper way of doing that. You can have a little bit of a discount there. But I hope you will come on over and join us. We have a growing global community, and it's where I plan to be in 2023. Click the link in the notes of this podcast and I'll see you over there soon. Okay, well have a great weekend, a great week whenever you are listening to this. Don't forget to check out Wordsworth on Wednesday and I'll catch up with you next week. Mm -hmm.